Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. Hey everybody, what's going on out there in T-Bomb land? Hope everybody's week is going well. If you are following us from a week-to-week basis uh, in real time, for the most part, we do most of our shows within, what, three or four weeks of each other, sometimes even less than that, Joe. Um, People are getting itchy because it's March now. Uh, Those of you who are listening to this three years from now, March of 2022. Uh, So it's been been one, one heck of a winter, let me tell you, at least uh, between Michigan and Ohio, where I'm back and forth uh, most of the time, it has been probably uh, – I'll tell you what, Joe. This winter reminded me a lot of our youth. Um, we've had some winters in the past here where I, I, you know, I always tell my kids, this is not – if you can remember the great – the great winter of 1977, the, the ridiculous, I mean, eight feet of snow. Uh, well, I was only three, so it could have been a foot of snow and it was seemed like eight feet to me. So that, yeah, that's okay. So there's that, yeah. there's that, but nonetheless, th- this winter, it just seemed like a lot more like the winters of the 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like we were going on for a while there where winter was more like, I, I I'm getting, it's getting a little strange. Uh, in the northeastern part of the United States, where at times it almost seems like uh, it takes all the way. They're, they're in, we're into December. I don't. When's the last time we had a Christmas with truly with snow? Uh, oh, in it's been, it's at least three or four years now. Yeah, it's and even then it was a, it was a light dusting at that. Yeah. Then all of a sudden in mid January it turns into a full blown blizzard uh for days on weeks on end and and so i'm a uh, point point of my story is this i'm looking forward to spring because uh folks i am not let me tell you right now i am not a winter guy i'm a summer guy i'm a hot weather guy living in the wrong part of these united states my entire life don't get me wrong ohio love you okay ohio but i gotta tell you i don't know I don't know if I could do this my whole life in Northeast Ohio. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of the cold weather. Not a fan at all. I love fall, though. But doesn't it seem like fall is even less now than it used to be? It seems like the summer's longer and then winter. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's it, the summer, then the leaves turn yellow for a day, and then it's yeah. snowing. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But um, – I don't know. Maybe it's that global warming thing, but we're not going there. I don't even want to discuss it. This is not that show. Uh, so what are we going to uh, – where are we going today? Well, we're going into uh, an avenue where we're looking at eating habits uh, that we can talk about that may help. Some of them general. I know the title of the show today, Joe, is is general eating habits. But we're going to touch on a little bit of – you know, a little bit of stuff uh, – that is more technical, more nutritional, understanding it, maybe um, a small review of some of the things we've talked about with things that, such as um, intermittent fasting, things of that nature. So so there's that. And, you know, we can go in a million directions. So mm-hmm. let's take the two approaches that we, you know, that I kind of just um, uh, uh, began to uh, create the pathway for, and that is 
general things we can do and then more specific nutritional aids that we can follow. And we'll start with general things. And by all means, if you want to throw some stuff in there as we're going along today for our listening audience, don't hesitate. Um, Number one, what does it mean uh, when I talk about general things that you can do to develop maybe a different approach from how we handle our eating habits on a regular basis? Folks, I, I do believe in season one, we we had several shows where, Joe, I, I mentioned some of these things briefly. And the reason why I'm going to mention them again, and in, number one, I may not have. As we get into more and more shows, it's harder and harder to remember some of the things we may have talked about right. in shows some, you know, 30 episodes ago. We, but, we did uh, talk about one of the things, and, and I'm not sure you have it in here, but I'll be sure to add it if you don't. Why not? Uh, yeah. So number one. Folks, listen, some of this stuff that I'm going to say sounds so stupid, but Hmm. it works if you try it. And it is a habit. And we've talked about that. We've talked about habits. We talked about forming habits. We talked about that 21-day rule and what it actually means when it comes to 21 days and how in a lot of situations it takes a heck of a lot longer than 21 days, right? And and we, if you're if you're following our shows, you'll know that, right? You'll know that. So when you start to develop these kind of habits, it may take longer than 21 days, but they're good habits to follow. And the first one that I like to put up there at the top is using smaller plates when we eat. If you have smaller plates, you have smaller portions. If you have smaller portions, I'll go down that road for all of you calorie uh, fanatics in the, in the simple fact that you're going to eat less food. You're going to eat less food. And some of you may say this, you may say, what makes you think that's going to stop me from just filling that plate up again? And that's kind of interesting that you say that because two things, number one, if you're an adult, this requires some discipline. So I don't want to hear this excuse that I just can't help myself. That, that folks, I'm sorry. I know you don't want to hear this, but at some point you have to take responsibility for your own actions. And so you have to understand that I'm talking to you from an adult to another adult where I have the same problems that you have when it comes to eating. Okay. And so I had to one day say to myself, it's time to grow up and it's time to learn that this is the proper way to do things. And if you keep doing it over time, it gets better and better and better. So Don't make the excuses that you cannot try it and see where it can lead you to. But when it comes to filling up your plates, number two is one of the biggest reasons why you're able to continue to fill up that plate over and over again. Keep the pots and the pans of food on the stove, okay? Or put the leftovers before you eat your meal into your containers and put them away, then sit down and eat your dinner. No more food is in sight. It's not sitting in front of you in the table. Joe, when you're sitting at the table, right? And this is where holidays play that role, right? But it's a holiday. And let's just say this is one of those days when, hey, it's okay. But if every night when you sit down to dinner with the family, by yourself, it doesn't matter. And in front of you is that big bowl of mashed potatoes and that big pot of of uh beef stew and Mm -hmm. and it's sitting right there and you have your helping on your smaller plate because you're trying to follow that habit now what are you going to do especially when there's a group 
around you. It's you. It's the children. It's your wife. What's going to happen if there's conversation going on? Your plate is now empty. What is food? It is what? A conversational piece. And you just automatically, via habit, grab another scoop of mashed potatoes. Why you're not? Already, you're already there. The food is there. People are at, You're in the middle of a conversation. You're not really ready to walk away from the table yet. Right. Right. And you know, there's sort of a, a, a of a of a subsection here too. Even when you are by yourself, you have that iPad in front of you or that yes. phone in front of you, or and you're in the middle of a show. Come on, I, yeah. I, like it, this is what we're talking about, right? We're all human here. We do it too, right? Right. Uh, how many times I've reached for an extra handful of popcorn because the show's almost over, and I and I have to do the same thing. Right now, I'm trying to watch, you know, as we're getting into the into the the warmer days, God willing, sooner than later, uh, you know, <laughs> what I'm putting in my face now, what I'm eating, and uh, I have to constantly, well, not doing this right now. Um, I'm in a place where where I have to watch how much I'm eating so that come uh, the summertime when I'm very active, whatever, I can enjoy it a little bit more. But that's me. Case being, though, like you're saying, when you're sitting there, even by yourself, and the food is right there. If you're watching a show and you're waiting for the show to end, you get bored. So by yourself or with family, it still applies. Yeah. And and I got to tell you, before we go to number three, let me let me say this to the to the folks out there. I hate this when someone says to me, well, you're a trainer. It's easy for you. Yeah. That yeah. makes or you're absolutely. A guy. You're, a, you're a man. It's easier because you're a guy. It may, yeah. It makes <laughs> absolutely no sense at all to say that to me because if you think that myself or any other trainer out there and if they're telling you that it is easy for them all the time you are talking to a liar it's mm-hmm. it's that simple folks because they for whatever reason feel like they have to lie to you to make it seem like they are not human like there is some uh, uh, uh beast mode of an individual who who never has this this craving or this urge that is a lie Plain and simple. They've developed good habits. They've developed nutritional habits. They've developed fat adaptation, which we've talked about a million times. They have enabled themselves to very, very few times run into a situation where they have their cheat windows, where they enjoy their little meals that for whatever reason, they don't want anybody to know that they had those pancakes, that they don't want anybody to know that they had that small bowl of chips. But for whatever reason, I have no problem letting you know that. So don't tell me about the fact that because I'm a trainer, that I don't have to go through this stuff too. And the reason why I love Joe being on this show and why the show almost was called The Average Joe is because our purpose here is to show you that Joe is somebody just like you. If I am going to have to be deemed this Superman that everyone thinks I am, then you have Joe who went through his entire journey just like you did, folks, since I am, for whatever reason, put at the highest level of individual who <laughs> who need not worry uh, about these things, Joe, okay, is right there with you where he had to learn and adapt to these situations and these habits. And he what he's trying he what he brings to the show is is he's letting you know I am on the same page with all of you. If I can do it, you can do it. And by the way, folks, it's very sarcastic when I tell you that I am putting myself anywhere higher than you because I'm not. I, too, have to go through the same things you do. It's that simple. I'm a human being. This is what people do with with trainers. They they automatically assume that they're these you know super gods yeah. who are immune to you know sweets and or or anything that is uh, uh, you know fun in life uh, because all you do is what work out and go to sleep right and eat chicken. Yeah. 
That's all. <laughs> that they put you, me in a closet. That's what you guys do. <laughs> yeah, they, shut, yeah. they hit my off button. They put me in a closet, and then they turn me back on the next day. And I come out okay. and, and I start, you know, I start my whole my whole uh, regimen again. Doing pushups. Yeah. Not start yeah. Doing dips. Immediately <laughs> while drinking apple cider vinegar through yeah. a straw. Uh, so I mean, you know, there's that. So yeah. and, and obviously, folks, we joke. Uh, but number three, number three, and this was listen. This was a huge problem for me back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you talk about that whole bag of chips, and what I mean by that, folks, is that $3.99 bag of chips. And you know know what, Joe? I think it's like, isn't it like $4.99 now for a large bag of, let's say, Doritos? If If, not more. If If not not more. more. Do you remember remember back in the day when you can get one of those huge, uh, I don't know how many ounces, but those huge bag of Doritos for like $1.99? Yeah, and, and, and just ridiculous the, the the pricing anymore on on foods and on commodities and so on and so forth. And again, we're not going down that road. We're not going to talk about inflation today, folks. I'm sorry, uh, but but that being said, yeah. that huge bag that we're talking about, the problem is is we take that bag and we go like Joe said, we go in front of our our iPad, in front of our laptop, in front of our phone, in front of the TV. We start binging on Netflix. And that bag is in our hands. And what happens? We don't even, we literally like a shark, our eyes, our eyes roll back and we start eating without even thinking about the fact you're not really hungry anymore. It is a, it is a, a centerpiece. It is a, it's a habit where we just continue to eat. Do this one simple thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I still eat Doritos. I do. You know how long the bag lasts me, those big bags? Sometimes I have to throw half the bag away. I'm not lying to you. Sometimes I have to throw half the bag away because they go still because this is what I do. Number one, I've taught myself how that's not a necessity anymore. I don't crave it like that anymore. But every now and then I do crave Doritos, love them since I was a kid. And every now and then I do. So you know what I do? I literally have a bowl. That's right, folks. I have a small bowl and that bowl is my Dorito bowl. And I take a handful and put it in my Dorito bowl and I, close the bag back up. I put the bag clip on it. I put it away in the cupboard. I take my Dorito bowl with my Doritos in it and I go sit down to do whatever I'm doing. When those Doritos are gone, I'm done. Yeah. It's that you know, simple. It's just like when, uh, uh, you know, we have Ron, the pharmacist who comes on one of the main things he always talks about, and we've talked about it before. You have to look at the nutritional labels and see what a serving is. Yes. You know, a lot of these, almost all chips, popcorns, things like that, you're going to see it's 28 grams of serving. How do mm-hmm. I know that? Because Hey, I love me chips and and, and popcorn and, uh, and and I do. And so yes. what I'll do is um, not take it a step further because it'll say like fifteen chips, right? Yeah. Uh, but you'll find that actually, if you weigh them out, if you have that kind of scale, uh, you 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 get a more probably actual or accurate, accurate yeah. uh, 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 depiction of what you're eating. So I, I literally will pull out, we have our little, our little nutritional scale. It takes two seconds to throw a bowl on 28 grams done. And that's it. That's what I have, but I never take the whole bag. It has to be that one, you know, that one amount. Uh, yeah. and, and that's it, but it's based on what the serving size is. We've talked about before uh, a major, um, player in that game was pop tarts where uh, you're out there eating, eating two of them every time. And the nutritional label was only for one. It yeah. says serving size is only one. Now they've since corrected that. 
I looked at that because I knew this was something that we would talk about eventually. Yeah. They've since corrected it. And it now says for two because they realized, oh, but, you know, people that are eating Pop-Tarts, I don't think they care. They're like, whatever. They're not going to care what they eat. It could be a thousand calories. They're still going to eat them both. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the yeah. same package, right? It, so, it, so, so here's an idea when it comes to that. Now, I don't eat Pop-Tarts anymore. I used to love the cinnamon Pop-Tarts with the brown sugar frosting on them. Long time. I have not eaten Pop-Tarts in years. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I haven't. But but I used to eat two. But you know what I started doing to wean myself off of Pop-Tarts? I started eating only one in the packet. So you know what I would do? Immediately, before putting it in the toaster, I like them toasted. I put one in the toaster, one inside of a Ziploc baggie. I put that Ziploc baggie one back in the cupboard, and I toasted one. And then eventually, I started just getting myself off of Pop-Tarts. But to eat one was all I wanted to do because back then it was that I noticed on the pack that mm-hmm. they were only talking about one pop tart even though they had two in the package. Yeah. So there's an idea for our pop or you know our pop tart lovers. You know, and again people say oh that's easy for you to say it. No, it's not. It's not easy. Oh, it's easy for you to just put it's, that amount to read. Pop tarts taste they don't taste bad all of a sudden. No. <laughs> you know no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Oh why do you and then and then some people say, why do you, you know, why do you do that to yourself? Why do I do what to myself? Eat, eat better? I don't understand. What do you, Listen, what do you mean? I, I'm going to address that real quick too. Yeah. I just had a conversation with somebody prior to getting on the phone with you and, and, and us doing the podcast here. Yeah. And yeah. one of the questions was, you know, well, why, why do you do what you do? And I, and I explained this to you and you've heard me say this before in the past to, to one of my friends, um, you know, they're talking about how they, they, uh, they want to lose weight or they want to get healthy or whatever it may be. And I always explain to him, you know, you have to come up with what your purpose is. Like, what is your why? Why are you doing this in the first place? And my why, was very simple. Now uh, I have two daughters, okay, mm-hmm. whom I would like to walk down the aisle before them and their brothers have to walk me up it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that, that is that, that, that is, is my fantastic. Why. You know that is my yep. why. But the, you know I'm, that's what I'm doing it for. And plus, you know I want to live a healthy life. And yes, I want to occasionally enjoy a pop tart. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so I eat. Well, now I eat nutritionally. You know, well now, so that on occasion I can enjoy whatever it is that I want to have and. I'm not going to worry about it. It's just about enjoying life, right? But it's a um, journey. Yeah, it is. It's, it's totally a journey. I had to, there was a, so many things I had to accomplish before I can get to that level to where I can, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Establish a routine and do what I, uh, and do what I do. Um, there's a, there is a, a, um, a fitness coach or uh, a trainer, fitness trainer um, mm-hmm. through Beachbody who's huge on that whole concept. He works out so that he can do the stuff he loves. He doesn't work out just for the money from Beachbody. He doesn't just do it for Beachbody. Yeah. Uh, and he will always get on and post these gigantic burgers and fries he's eating and everything. And, and he's laughing because he says, you know, I do this once every, what, six weeks, eight weeks? Yeah. But I do what I do so I can enjoy these days because yeah. I know it's once and I know that I'm going to go back to the routine being where I eat healthy most of the time. I think, yeah, I I think most people need to understand you don't just get there overnight. And we, we've talked, we listen, folks, you have to, I'm sorry. You know, when I say this, people may or may not get irritated by this, but this show has been on now for almost a year and we're in season three and we talk about the journey and we don't expect you. uh, We'd love for you to listen to the other 44 shows. Uh, and then some that we've already had because you can learn a lot from each show. But if you haven't, the fact of the matter is this, you have to take your time and you have to follow the journey in order to get to this point. We're not saying it's going to happen overnight. It's that simple. So, you know, that being said, we go to number four 
and, and we have approximately six of these um, general ideas. This one is borderline general to more specific nutritional aid, okay? And we have talked about this before. Taking smaller bites and slower bites, allowing the digestive system to function. This is a huge deal. Sometimes, folks, do you find yourself eating 100 miles an hour, especially when you feel extremely hungry, and you're not chewing your food properly, you're swallowing your food basically whole, which is not a very good idea from a safety standpoint, to number one. And by doing that, you're not allowing your body to process the food you're eating and take the nutrients and deliver it where it needs to be delivered. And, and that is a true scientific fact. Chewing it longer allows the body to dissolve the food much easier over a slower period of time and allows the digestive system to work the way it's supposed to work. So take your time when you're eating. It's, it cannot be a hurry process, and we're in such a hurry anymore in our lives. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you have time to sit down to eat lunch for a half an hour every day, Okay, if you're going to eat lunch and it's a half an hour you have, in my opinion, Joe, 20 to 25 minutes of that lunch should be you eating your lunch. It should not be I ate my lunch in five minutes. Yeah, this is where uh, where you had uh, offered some advice way in the past, the one that I didn't see here, uh, but it deals with this, the smaller bites and slower bites. And one way to help achieve that, uh, Tony had brought up, eating with your non-dominant hand. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, uh, you know, I rebutted with the fact I tried it with pizza. It doesn't work, but yeah, you know, mainly foods that you eat with a utensil, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you want to eat with your non-dominant hand so, because hey, some it's going to force you to eat it slower. Yeah. Well, some people eat pizza with a knife and a fork. I've seen it. Um, yeah. I've tried it. I don't like it. I don't know why. I just don't. Um, pizza it, comes with a handle. There is no good reason. There's yeah, that, no good true. reason. A handle you can you use. A, yeah, 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 yeah. On top yeah, so. of it all. And at, on occasion, dip it in in cheese or sauce. Or, garlic sauce. I'm, yeah, garlic sauce. Well, I'm not, allowed to, I'm not allowed to say any of this, but you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's against the rules. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and so we're going to go right from there to number five, which is the love of bread. Uh, folks, you got to make a deal with yourself here. Okay, uh, I'm not telling you to quit eating bread. Make a deal with yourself like I do. And again, this took some time because I was a huge bread lover. Now, I don't really care as much about it. But here's a deal I want you to make with yourself. Start trying this. Pick one of your meals every day to eat bread with. If you're going to have eggs in the morning and you want toast, have your slice of toast. There's your bread for the day. If you know that it is pasta day and you must have your Italian bread with your pasta. I get it. I'm not that trainer. I get it. Don't eat bread for breakfast or lunch, or maybe you're doing some type of TMAD or OMAD. We're going to have a show just about those two, one meal a day and two meal a day. Um, and we've mentioned them several times on two brothers, one Mike, or so you're only eating twice that day, whichever, however many meals you're eating that day, which it should not be five or six, by the way, uh, please Keep the meal there. Maybe you're going to have this, you know, a, a turkey sandwich from Panera because you ran into $35, which is what they cost um, when you go to Panera. And sorry, not sorry, Panera. Um, so that being said, if you know you're going to do that, then there's your bread that day. Okay. Well, then some people say, well, if I'm going to eat 
uh, my turkey sandwich at Panera? What if we're having hamburgers for dinner? Do you know what I do when I eat my hamburgers? 95% of the time, I use lettuce wrap. Mm-hmm. How many people out there have ever used lettuce wrap, romaine lettuce wrap, for their burger with a slice of maybe uh, Havarti cheese or aged Gouda cheese? Um, I'm sorry, folks. Fantastic. Well, you know, and a lot of people that that kind of look at that sideways, it's like, well, hold on. Don't you, you always have lettuce on your, I mean, you, when you go to a restaurant, there's always lettuce on your, <laughs> on your burger. All that you're doing is dismissing the bun. And yeah. so you don't get your fingers all greasy using a lettuce wrap. I mean, it's not, it's not so foreign. It's not so unheard it's of. It's not. And it actually does take the place of the bun. It mm-hmm. really does. Well, how, uh, how full am I going to be without getting my, my bun in there? My carbohydrates, folks, if you're eating a burger, all right, and you're eating protein and fat, you're mm-hmm. not going to get any more satiated than if you're, I mean, understand that you're getting plenty to satiate you, to make you feel satiated when you're eating a burger. Uh, and that in it by itself, especially with a nice piece of uh, aged Gouda cheese. I love aged Gouda cheese, real cheese, folks, not that craft cheese that's wrapped in a wrapper that's mm-hmm. as processed as processed gets. Um, that's not where, that's not the route you want to go. So, I mean, there's that. Um, but so there's, there's that for the love of bread. And, and the last thing for today, when we talk, we're always going to talk about this stuff. Okay. But when we talk about just general, um, general ideas, Joe, we've talked, we had a whole show about drink your water. We had a, a young lady on an anthropologist from California who has the hydrationfoundation.org. Anybody who didn't listen to that show, about Drink Your Water, an interview with Gina Berea. She was fantastic in all the ideas she gave about how to go about not only getting water from water, but mm-hmm. other sources as well and things you can do for energy when it comes to water. We got to have her back on again, uh, see what what other new developments have taken place yeah. in the world of water um, uh, in the near future. But that being said, that just gave me an idea, Joe. Mm-hmm. When I said the world of water, I thought to myself, I know what 80s, uh, movie I'm going to throw in there uh, as soon as we do that show. Anyway, you see where my ADD takes me? All over the place. So that being said, drink your water is very important. All the scientific research that is out there shows that water can also be looked at as an appetite suppressant. It tricks the mind into feeling like you are somewhat fuller. People say, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Yes, does. You could fight it all you want in your head, but when you drink your water the way you're supposed to, we've talked about so many different ideas, the eight by eight rule, right? Uh, eight ounces, eight times a day, and so on and so forth that we talked about how that might not be enough depending on your body weight and, and your activity levels and so on and so forth. Go back and listen to those shows about hydration. Um, and and, and uh, that in itself can help suppress the appetite to a certain extent and help you feel a little more satiated just a little bit when it comes to the idea of not always being hungry. So that being said, those are some general ideas. You know, it's not just about tricking your brain, but a lot of times I know I had a hard time uh, realizing, you know, sometimes we think we're hungry. We're actually thirsty. That's a scientifically proven fact, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, there's always that to consider as well. Yeah. I mean, and that is literally a scientifically proven fact that, They have figured out and found out through research that a lot of times what Joe just said, people literally are actually thirsty and not hungry uh, at times. 
And you know what, Joe? There's another show that we're going to do all about the hunger hormone, uh, hormone uh, ghrelin. And, you know, the, the op, it's, you know, it's exact opposite, um, leptin, not lectin, leptin. leptin and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and the difference between those two, that's a whole other mm-hmm. show. Um, and why that hormone constantly makes you feel hungry when sometimes he's just being ornery. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to get into that, you know, down the road. But that being said, why don't we jump over to more specific nutritional aids, uh, sure. things that are a little more specific and, and some of the stuff that we've already talked about. So, you know, what, what are we talking about? What does that mean? Well, number one, uh, what we can do is make eating windows longer. Now, those of you who have listened to us for, for, for the length of time that we've been on now, okay, on Two Brothers, One Mike, uh, you know that we go down that road in so many different shows when we talk about time-delayed eating, and everybody thinks right away intermittent fasting. Folks, don't don't get – you're getting too far ahead of yourself if you're thinking that right now. We're not going to talk about 16 and 8. We're not going to talk about a 24-hour fast. We're not going to talk about five days on, two days off. We're not going to go down any of those roads. I'm talking about time-delayed eating in terms of not even eating every two to three hours during the day. So yeah, skip, Skipping those in-between snacks. Yeah. I can tell you this right now. If it's not a fasting day for me and I eat, okay, let's say I eat um, uh, a piece of sausage and an egg, Joe, uh, on my way to work. That's about six o'clock in the morning. I don't eat again until my one o'clock break. How many hours is that? I, you know what, I, it's, <laughs> I heard what you eat for breakfast and I'm not sure what time you said <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. And then six I eat in the again. morning. Yeah. Okay. yeah. One o'clock in the afternoon, seven so hours. Seven hours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> seven hours. Where's that calculator you said you had in like season two, episode three. We're, we're but, recording a podcast on it. I can't use it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, so that being said, seven hours, that's a long time. And, and here's why, because it's giving my body time to take what I ate. And even though usually I don't eat a lot of carbs early in the morning, mm-hmm. but okay, let's say I have a croissant with sausage, egg and cheese. Okay. That croissant, that's pretty high on the glycemic index. Right. And so I, I put a lot of glucose into my body right then and there. And so that seven hours, it gives my body time to digest the food that I ate. It gives it time to put the nutrients where the nutrients need to be. It might store a little bit of it. It may even give me a chance to get into the beginnings of intermittent fasting for all I know and go from that process. Then I eat again around one o'clock. So if I'm eating, if I eat at six, Joe, and then at the 8.40 a.m. break, which is some two hours and 40 minutes later, I go and eat another breakfast. And at 11 o'clock lunch, I eat lunch. And then at the one ten break, I, I've now eaten four times. I've seen people do this at work. I've seen mm-hmm. it. And they're spiking their insulin each time. Uh, each time they've given their body zero chance to even get into burning uh, your, your storage fat, right? Your secondary source of energy. Right. Right. Second. Why do I say secondary all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Secondary. And, you know, here's yeah. the thing, too, to take the trainer God uh, aspect out of it. Those are thinking, OK, yeah, Tony, we know you do that. You yeah. do that. Well, listen, I don't intermittent fast, folks. I did. I, I did to break a plateau. I mm-hmm. will if I need to. I don't. Uh, I'm not against it. I'm just currently not. OK. Tell me that what you're doing. Said, that said, yes. I don't have a morning snack. 
Um, I may on occasion have something very small for an afternoon snack, but it's, it's, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's it. I, there is probably, and there's a workout in between them. And there's probably a good six to seven hours between each of my meals. That's it. I might have a, a little snack, like I said, afterward, but it's part of my dinner. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. I, you know, the idea is to give your body a break, uh, in between. And also if you're, especially like where I'm going to go into a workout, give it a chance to tap into the fat storage. If you remember, and I'm not going to get all crazy into the description with the parking lot description of intermittent fasting. That's something that, that you folks will have to go back and Season take a one. look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a look at. But uh, every time your, your insulin spikes, every time you eat, your body is unable to burn the fat that is stored around your midsection. That's okay. that is the whole thing in the crux. So, uh, you know, if you wait longer than at least even your daily activities, you're going to, you're, you're going to possibly tap into that, into that storage for, for energy. And we're going to go and we're going to have a huge show or shows, I should say about that, because everybody always says, Joe, what you just said is what we call eating in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one form. There's so many different forms of eating in moderation. And people always say, all you do is preach, you know, ketogenic diet and carnivore diet and intermittent fasting. No, folks, we're giving you avenues and we're going to continue to give you avenues. I could tell you right now, we're going to talk about the Mediterranean diet. We're going to talk about paleo. Joe just gave you an idea of what he does when it comes to moderation. And at times he throws in intermittent fasting. And, And so as you can see, he's doing what works for him. It's that simple. That's all. And we're going to talk more about moderate, you know, eating in moderation because it's huge and it works. And it works for a lot of people. So there's that. Now, getting away from burning glucose and glycogen and, and things of that nature, which people can go to our intermittent fasting shows and learn all about. Let's talk about when you are snacking. So let's say, Joe, that you do have a snack in between those meals. What could we snack on? And, and you know, it's not going to raise our blood sugar levels real high at all, if at all. If at all, some people do intermittent fasting, time delayed eating, and they eat this stuff while they're in the middle of their non-eating window. Like if you're doing a 16-hour fast, while they're fasting, not only are they drinking their their unsweetened tea, not only may they be drinking their black coffee, not only may they be drinking their water with you know pink Himalayan salt in it and things of that nature, which do not raise insulin levels, which will not break a fast. But you can actually, through some research that has been that has been shown. Things such as now, folks. What I'm about to tell you is, I'm not going to tell you. You can. I'm not going to tell you. You can. You can eat a half a donut and be okay. Okay. So don't don't get excited when I say snack. Um, it's to help you feel that uh, hunger that you think you have because ghrelin is a pain in the butt that day and telling you that you're hungry, even though an hour later he goes away again. Uh, that's for a different show, but. Uh, that's the hunger hormone, by the way. Uh, seaweed snacks. How many people have ever tried them? Joe, have you ever tried seaweed snacks? Love them. Absolutely love them. Love it. And, yeah, and they have something in them that is so good for you, and that's iodine. Um, it's just, it's very good for the body. Okay. Seaweed snacks, almost zero calories. I, I uh, eat them with sea salt. And I, I tell you what, sometimes, 
just to get that different feeling from chips, I'll eat seaweed snacks. I have a huge cupboard full of seaweed snacks and packages. I've had people try them that love them. I've had people try them that want to throw the package at me when they were done. So, you know, I guess it comes with taste, but seaweed snacks, folks, look them up, look in the stores for them and, and, and try, at least try them. They're not bad. I actually, I think they're great. Apple cider vinegar, a whole show about this, right? Here goes here. We're, there we are again where we're coming up with shows, right? But, um, but I already have this on the list. Apple cider vinegar, great for your metabolic rate, great for helping you feel satiated. It does a fantastic job with your digestive system, especially when you drink it on an empty stomach. Um, a lot of people don't like it because, woo, is it potent. Um, mm-hmm. So, listen, I drink a shot of it uh, in the morning, right, or maybe one to two tablespoons. Some people – Mix it with four ounces of cold water. Some people mix it with lemon juice to take the sting away. Uh, and they drink it that way, and it's not bad at all. And again, lemons, there's another great snack you can have, uh, you know, to help um, deter you from raising your insulin levels real high. But that feeling of, of eating something while you're trying not to eat anything bad and give your body a chance to digest whatever you ate earlier. Water. You know, uh, I'm sorry. You know, I just had w- one quick question too. Um, sure. Apple cider vinegar. So if you mix that with, I, I, I actually have this right now for my salads. I mix it with avocado oil, uh, yes. one to th- one to three uh, on it. Yeah. And so is it, does it lose any of it if you mix it with, with uh, like avocado oil for eating it with salad? Because you're not doing it straight. So does it lose its, its benefits? Is it, is it, I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you this. I have not seen any research to point that out at all. Um, so I'm going to say as of right now, no. And so then there's another, there's another opportunity to use yeah. it too. Just mix it with some uh, olive oil or, or, or I use avocado oil a lot of have it right there on your salad. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, I mean, we talked about water already. Uh, we already know we've talked so much on this show about, about not this particular show, but, but so many shows, so many episodes on two brothers, one Mike. we talked about black tea and, um, we talked about, uh, black coffee, uh, unsweetened tea. I said, I, I, I jumped the gun there, black coffee and unsweetened tea. Um, uh, I know my nine-year-old loves unsweetened tea, loves it. And that's good. That's good for him. So, um, uh, so many different brands of it, but it's, it's, it's a great avenue to go. It's healthy and it won't raise your sugar levels real high and it'll help fill you or make you feel somewhat fuller before your next meal. Uh, so there's that. There's a lot of spices out there. People always ask me about spices, Joe, is this going to cause me, you know, to, you know, they'll say, is it going to slow my metabolism down? Uh, I think what they're trying to ask me is, is it going to cause me to continue uh, to never get to that stored body fat, right? Uh, mm-hmm. is, it, is it going to raise my insulin levels and cause right. me to continue to burn glucose? And the fact of the matter is this, uh, you know, spices such as turmeric, um, cinnamon, uh, in moderation, you know, a half a, a teaspoon to a teaspoon of these spices are, are fantastic for you. They're very nutritious for you of in value and will not cause uh, any of those type of problems in terms of uh, you know, slowing down your, your metabolism or causing weight gain uh, due to your body continuing to burn you know, your primary source of energy, which is glucose, and not have the opportunity to, to burn stored body fat. So 
by all means, folks, if you're a cinnamon lover, a turmeric lover, um, uh, you know, pink Himalayan salt, things of this nature, these types of spices, and there's so many more. Uh, you just go ahead and start naming them. Uh, they do not, from all the research I've seen, they do not cause insulin spikes in the body. And uh, people are probably saying right now, so what do you tell me? Just go ahead and down a bottle of those? <laughs> no, I'm not telling you that. I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that if you're using those spices, they're not going to, on your meals, on your regular meals, they're not going to cause significant, significant as I can't talk, significant insulin spikes. So you're good to go there. You know, um, when you're eating healthy, small meals, uh, let's say this, let me, how do I want to put this? Uh, and I think we have mentioned this in, in, to, to a certain extent, uh, Joe, as we begin to wrap things up here today, yeah, you're going to a party, you're going to the Super Bowl party, you're going to a graduation party, you're going to Thanksgiving dinner, you're going to Christmas dinner, you're going to Easter, and the list goes on and on and on. A big picnic, cookout, family reunion. What does everybody do the morning of? I'm going to starve myself so that when I get to this party, I'm going to eat myself to death and just enjoy myself only to find yourself laying there on the chair, trying to watch the game or whatever you're trying to do. And you're completely, you, you, you lay there like a dead slug. Uh, your body was not looking forward to that. Like you thought it was. And so why not try this instead, ladies and gentlemen, this is just some advice. Do you know what I do before I go to my parents for Thanksgiving dinner? Let's say, I know I'm going to have stuffing. I know I'm going to have, you know, turkey which is good uh maybe not the way we make it um i know i'm gonna have mashed potatoes how you how do you have thanksgiving dinner and not have mashed potatoes and gravy who does that uh i'm going to have this i'm gonna have that i'm gonna have pumpkin pie uh, i i mean really so do i starve myself all day so i can eat more no that won't work out very well for you what i do is i have a nice protein maybe some fat um, so, uh, about two to three hours before I go, I sometimes will have a burger, uh, with a piece of aged Gouda cheese. I'll cut it all up. No bun, no anything. I'll eat the burger and I'll drink my whey protein isolate drink. And so when I go to my parents, am I starving? No. Am I hungry? I'm just hungry enough to enjoy a decent meal without absolutely gorging myself to death. And I have a little bit of everything, right? I, I mean, yeah, you, you know what I do on Thanksgiving day. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I eat a little bit uh, for breakfast, you know, but I, I kind of do that. But see, what I find is I, I have like two glasses of wine before I go over, you know, then I have another two <laughs> glasses of wine when I get there. Folks, and then, I wish I, folks, he's not lying to you. Go ahead. And, and then I might have another glass of wine. And meanwhile, me and my what mom, we're both, having, we're, well, yeah. you know, we're both having a glass of wine. Then the turkey's usually a couple hours late. Uh, and then, <laughs> which results so, in what right an, well, another uh, glass of wine yeah another glass of wine exactly so then then by the time i get done eating and i feel like that slug i'm entirely too drunk to really care so that's just one way to get around this whole thing yeah. uh you know perhaps a couple extra glasses of wine no not the healthiest bit of advice that i can give but again right. tony's coming from uh you know that 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 pedestal that he's yes, placed upon yes, I and, am and i'm just your average joe <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and i and <laughs> i like that and sure. i'm just your average joe so that's yeah. you know that's yeah. where we're at yeah so i mean folks listen if you got anything from this show today fantastic 
it's us trying to say to you, don't try to go so crazy all the time in your in your eating lifestyle change that you're looking at. Pick a couple things that we talked about. Do some research on your own. You have to do that. Find some things that might work for you and take that journey slowly. Try to start to adapt to a better eating lifestyle where you don't create a diet. You create an eating lifestyle where you can still enjoy some things in life, but slowly move away from making them the primary. You don't want them to be the primary. You want them to be the secondary. And you'd be amazed at how it can change things like the pan size, right? You're, you're, you'll begin to lose your inches, the energy levels you'll have, how much healthier you'll feel, how you'll, when going to the doctor and getting your checkups, how you'll improve on your A1C levels, your cholesterol, your, triglyc- your, you know, your triglycerides, things of this nature, how eventually, notice I saved this one for last because it's not the most important one, how you get on the scale and notice that you've lost some weight. That's the last one though, right? Because that's not the most important one. Unfortunately, at times we've talked about this. Joe has really talked about this in the past. Getting on the scale is not your first avenue for so many different reasons. So try to slowly move through the process. And if anything today, this show was more about just general and layman's terms for the most part. Things you can try and things you can do, and we'll keep pushing this. We'll keep talking about this in future shows. But what do we have next week? Well, next week we have – this is this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, we have a, it's one of our feel-good stories uh, that we're going to be talking with our cousin Vinny. Uh, that's actually his name, Vinny Fastline. Uh, he's a comedian and actor in Los Angeles right now, originally from our area in uh, the Youngstown area. Uh, went Via off to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. And then went off on to uh, Los Angeles to chase his dreams. And he has chased them. I'll tell you what, um, the, the the man has put in a lot of work. Yes. Uh, he's done a great job at what he's doing. And uh, it's just, it was a, it was, it's going to be a great interview that we have with him. That's for sure. It is a great interview. And, and folks, as you know, we do our shows in advance somewhat. And uh, we, we did this, uh, we did the interview and, and Vinny does not disappoint as usual. Um, he tells a great story. You guys have to listen to this. And he talks about, he's just very real. And of course he adds his, his improv uh, to the show and is truly hilarious, but uh, truly, uh, if you are, are looking or are lost in your avenue in life, listen to what it is he has to say next week. And if you haven't um, watched or seen anything with Vinny Fastline yet, look him up. It's real simple to, to Google, right, Joe? Uh, YouTube video. Uh, anything, any- anything that he's in, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, that it's all at Vinny Fastline, V-I-N-N-Y-F-A-S-L-I-N-E. Yes, and, and so. check check him out. Maybe watch a few videos before next week's show so you get a little bit of understanding. Or some of you may already know who he is. Uh, so next week, Vinny Fastline, I can't wait. Yeah, so well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, be the best you. Can't wait to see you guys, or should I say, I can't wait for you guys to listen to us next week. And Joe, as always, I have something to say to you. 
You're so annoying when you start drinking too much wine on Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. I, I can tell you. I'm too, I'm you too don't. Drunk yeah. to, I'm too drunk to care. I don't yeah, care. You don't care. Uh, it's just, I, 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 don't, I don't even like wine. How do you guys do it, Mom? How do you guys drink it? I can't drink that wine. It gives me a headache. It's only the first cup. The first cup. After that, that's it. It's all no, you. Oh, God. It's, yeah, yeah. Trust, trust me. We witnessed it. The whole family witnessed it. I'm out of here.